0: What's this Tao all, all
1: about? You're listening to What's this Dao all about? A light-hearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism, and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn. What What's is this Tao all about? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What's This Tao All About? My name is Todd Perry, and with me is the great Dr. Carl Totten.
0: Oh, nice to be back!
1: And I like to start off this show with a shout out to Bonnie F. You
0: know who you are.
1: Your husband wanted you to get a shout out on the show, and uh, when he uh, he requested it as part of his donation, that Bonnie F. You get a shout out. So, Bonnie, this show is dedicated to you. Hopefully, it's a good show. Hopefully, it's one of the better episodes. Hopefully, you didn't get dedicated one of the episodes. You're like, eh, they're off. <laughs> They jumped the shark on this one. Um, (laughs) Hopefully you got one of the good grade A level shows, but you know, that's all up to us right now. So a lot of pressure to make sure that Bonnie F. gets a good show dedicated to her. Indeed. Uh, On today's show, we're going to talk about healing our collective trauma after living through a deadly pandemic. We've got some listener mail and we've got chapter 70 of the Tao Te Ching. But before we get into that, uh, I have a little uh, recap of an event that happened on the podcast a while back and I just want to let everybody know how the situation turned out. In January of 2020, Dr. Totten and I recorded a big batch of shows where throughout every show I jokingly remark on the fact that there is a lot of robust, hilarious activity going on at the newly opened pot shop outside from the Taoist Institute. and. We kind of remarked on that, remarked on that, remarked on that throughout the three episodes. And then right as we were stopping recording, uh, Dr. Totten and I witnessed a stabbing out in front of the pot shop. And so we talked about this on the show. I, I told the story. So just to make it real brief, there's this guy who got into an altercation with a security guard there and stabbed him. and The, the guy was injured, uh, not fatally, he was just injured on the arm. And then the guy wound up squaring off with another security Uh, guard who had a gun and and then all of us at the all of us at the Taoist Institute uh came out to watch and I filmed part of it thus making me a witness yes
0: (laughs) so I would I witness
1: (laughs) yeah so we were Dr. Totten and I were both eyewitnesses to to the stabbing and the subsequent guy squaring off with the security guard with a gun and chasing the guy with the gun and Uh, assaulting another man across the street by grabbing his phone and throwing it on a roof because he was filming him, So the guy had this total breakdown, and I turned over my footage to the LAPD. Thank you. And so what happens is I turn over my footage to the LAPD, and then they subpoena me while I'm on a Zoom call with my work. One day they come up to my window, knock on it, and you see two guys that look like they just came out of CSI Miami. And they subpoenaed me, so... (laughs) The story ends with, I testified like three weeks ago on the stand. I took the stand, and the DA's office at L.A. County it was tremendous. They were really nice with me. And the interesting thing was that the guy who was on trial represented himself. Huh, so, talk about the most uncomfortable thing ever. it's one thing to be on a stand and have to sit and testify and tell a story about what you saw and identify the guy in there. Another thing is when you get cross examined by the guy that you just said committed a crime, and you're trying to put him away. so the guy um, the guy tried to discredit me by saying, "War' I on certain security camera footage and it was because of certain angles." And then he was saying, I was talking about how Dr. Totten was there when everything was happening, and he was saying, why isn't he on the footage? And I was explaining that he was on the footage. So this whole day, uh, our, our experience wound up being all adjudicated. And in the end, the guy who did it, who represented himself, uh, took this attitude with me like I had a personal vendetta against him. Huh. You know, he's like, well, why are you in court today? So I just paused and I said, because I was subpoenaed. And it was nice. I got a nice laugh from one of the jurors. She was, Ha! <laughs> you know, but anyway, the guy, to put a button on the story, the guy wound up being guilty of four different charges, including attempted murder. So the altercation that we saw outside of the Taoist da- uh, Institute uh, looks like justice was served um, and everyone's healthy and fine. But just want to give people an end to the story. Somebody on Twitter that listens to the show said hey whatever happened with that so that's what happened and now we're all fine
0: well you know what they say a doctor who 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 has himself as a patient or a lawyer who has himself as a client is a fool
1: (laughs) yes exactly
0: and this guy's experience showed that because like you said he was convicted of what four crimes yeah it was
1: like domestic abuse assault with a deadly weapon attempted murder and vandalism yeah,
0: so he's, he's gonna be uh in the custody of the state of california for years <laughs> yes definitely
1: so that was a wild day and it finally ended and i'm glad that it's all behind us um but you know so speaking of collective trauma um We are all also we're coming out of right now, uh, a deadly pandemic that in America killed 500,000 people, maybe 600. Um, We've been locked down. Uh, We've seen businesses that are in our communities go out, you know, go out of business. We've seen children have to deal with this trauma of not being in school. Uh, People's basically, you know, whole social lives have been shut down, um, it's been really a tough time for everyone. And yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the kind of person that's usually like try to, try to be tough stuff, you know, and not let things get to me and just take things as they are. And I'm starting to now realize that I have this kind of built up, you know, stress and energy and this feeling that everything can go south on you at any minute in life when you think that you have normal, you know, uh, you have a... Uh, what, what do you call it you you live in uh, a civil society that that could turn at any moment you know and yes you you've got the trauma of all the different people who who didn't step up and didn't help out and denied and obfuscated and made this much worse and i've seen people that i think like this seems like it's broken their minds in certain ways
0: living through this and i <sighs> did well dr totten what happened Oh, I think someone stepped on the dog's foot or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, a, I mean... There's, there's a dog in, in here that was just kind of sitting on the floor, and I think he tends to you know, plop down in front of where people are walking and stepping. <laughs>
1: of course. So, I know, you know, we we're all dealing with this, and, and now, in a perfect world, we can sit and kind of cleanse ourselves of all this negative energy that's come up and... And, and get back into re-engaging and really enjoying life again and trying to live life like we used to, which seems kind of hard right now, given everything. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm leery around groups of people now. I, I, I feel like I'm a germaphobe in certain ways. <laughs> uh, you know, I it, this did a number on me, and I'm sure many people listening. So, Dr. Totten, we come mm-hmm. to you with the task of giving us some techniques or or ways to see this thing so that we can get past it and not have this linger on for 10, 20, 30 years because we didn't take care of the trauma when it happened.
0: Right. You know, we have all, like you said, gone through a kind of a collective traumatic experience. And, um, you know, there's both individual and collective ways of dealing with that, by the way. And, um, it's very first of all, of course, it's very important to be able to be f- as fully present in the present moment as possible, just so one is aware of what one is going through. You know, a lot of people just are kind of on automatic pilot, which is basically being in a state of denial. And so, if you deny that something that is happening is happening, then you're you're living in unreality. And but trust me, what you don't know can hurt you. (laughs) Mm. You know, you know, people, you know, it's an old saying that you know what you don't know can't hurt you. That's wrong. What you don't know can definitely hurt you because it'll keep doing its damaging effects below the level of awareness. And that's why we all have to be aware of you know, there's two main nervous systems in the human body the sympathetic and the parasympathetic the hot, the sympathetic nervous system signs that it is overloaded are things like high levels of anxiety and apprehension you ever see that in the world these days <laughs>
1: yes yes I have
0: increased mental activity with a lot of aggression and irritability seeing that in the world and mm-hmm. in politics increased heart rate and blood pressure increased respiratory rate which may result in palpitations and gasping for air, increase in body temperatures, which can result in excessive sweating to try to cool down the body, Ooh. dilation of the pupils of the eyes, with dryness of the mouth and eyes, increased gastric mot- motility, you know, so that people get upset stomachs more, mm. uh, rapid breathing, even hyperventilation. Now, on the other hand when our parasympathetic, kind of like the relaxation response, is present in our nervous system, we have a slowed heart rate and pulse, we have a decreased blood pressure, we have the pupils constricting, we have increased salivation, we have reduced body tension, we have a decrease in negative thinking, we have calmer breathing, we have increased feelings of well-being and happiness and safety. And so, the incredible thing is that science and medicine has known for many decades now how to control those two nervous systems. Often they use biofeedback so that the uh, patient or the client can see when they think a certain way or when they breathe a certain way or when they move a certain way, what happens to their nervous system. Is it being overly activated or are they becoming more calm? And obviously, if you're walking around freaked out and overly activated and nervous and sweating and upset all the time, that's not good for your health. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, put, that'll put you away after a while. But the nice thing is that by doing a few simple techniques, you can actually bring your nervous system under your own control, and you can have that decrease in negative thinking, reduced body tension calmer breathing uh, increased feelings of well-being and happiness and safety and slow your heart rate and all those things and by controlling your your response your life the quality of your life will improve
1: so what are some of the techniques people can
0: do well you can take frequent walks outside in nature you can engage in uh, Frequent regular exercise you can definitely practice daily meditation. You know, we've been talking about our daily gong, right? hmm you can just learn how to watch your thoughts You know we you talking about the, the Taoist meditation where you just sit or stand and calmly you watch your thoughts you watch your body you watch your breath and By so doing you learn how to let go of all these things that worry you and bother you and the people or situations that trigger The distress responses. Uh, That leads to an an increasingly positive mental attitude about life in general. You can read nice things like the Tao Te Ching, Mm. or other you know the the teachings of the Buddha. You know, you know, spiritual material. You can practice cleaning karma. You know, Uh, there's a way from the Hawaiians where they like soothe their deep unconscious minds, which was represented by their own inner child, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can just kind of look inside your own mind and as like a big brother or big sister, you know, or a dad or a mom, say to your own inner child, you know, I love you. You know, I care for you. Uh, thank you so much for you know, helping us out as a family, as a family system, you know, because as a child, what does a child want to know from its parents? That it's safe, that the parents love them and care for them and appreciate them? And that includes our unconscious, which is like a little child inside of every human being. And so a lot of the great psychiatrists and psychotherapists of all times, like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung and others, all of their main teaching was about on balancing and normalizing and soothing the, unco- the deep unconscious, the personal unconscious and the collective unconscious which extends beyond your own person- personal brain and mind but to your, that of your family, of your uh, ancestry, of your race, you know your ethnicity. All of these have a, co- a conscious and a subconscious and there's been a lot of trauma guess what (laughs) Mm. at an unconscious level you know you're always tense you're always upset you keep repeating things over and over and over you know it just lasts forever and that's why a lot of people have problems that last for decades because they never really got to the source and did this internal balancing and alignment and cleansing because remember everything in this universe is energy and anything that happened to you Good or bad or indifferent, left an imprint, an energetic imprint, and and if that is filled with negative trauma and happenings, how do you think you're going to walk around feeling, even unconsciously, a lot of the time, not good. <laughs>
1: now, is there a way? Because I think lots of us, I'm me personally, uh, I I tend to kind of repress these these feelings or whatever, like kind of going through the whole past 15 months or whatever, I think a lot of it, you know, I tried to diminish on myself. You know, like, obviously I accepted what was happening, but the kind of totality of it and everything is kind of too much, you know, so you kind of repress a lot of it. Is there a way to kind of bring everything up so you don't carry it with you going forward? So it's not in five years I'm... You know behaving as a traumatized person because I didn't address right. uh, these things at the root is there a way to bring it up like I don't know yeah. like a spiritually vomit all the crap that I've had to ingest yeah, yeah. Over you, the, don't, you know you don't
0: want you don't want to have a ulcer in a few years <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that would be painful <laughs> and yeah. not good so what can you do well if you know specifically if you have specific memories you know we can you have all types of psychotherapy and spiritual methods of meditation and calming the nervous system I mean there must be hundreds of them out there you know oh, yeah. ways to just you know release distress release tension you know hypnosis self hypnosis meditation I mean all those methods and all you really have to do is think about Remember, the relaxation response was discovered, I think, back in the 1930s or forty, or a long time ago, and they found, you know, a very famous MD, physician, found that if, that if you paired a state of relaxation with something that was traumatic, the relaxation would extinguish the trauma. Now, you couldn't start with the biggest trauma. So he's having you do a hierarchy. What was the, you know, one to ten? What was number one in terms of the least traumatic memory? What was number two? Number three, all the way up to the worst, number ten. And so if you went into a state of relaxation and then thought about the least traumatizing thing, it would extinguish gradually the energy of that trauma so your body would stop reacting with tension and stress and sweating and being upset and angry and, you know, have no tolerance and blah, blah, blah. And then once that first, you know, so you measure yourself on a scale of 0 to 10. How bad do I feel, you know? And so let's say it was a, you felt an 8 on a scale of 10. Well, then you do the relaxation, you know, the deep breathing, the self-hypnosis, the meditation, whatever, until that, Eight goes down to like a three or a two or a one, and then you keep repeat repeat that exercise until you feel calm when you think about what used to cause an eight on the level of distress. Then you go to the next thing. Maybe it causes you a, a nine or a ten. You know, and you do the same thing. You gradually decondition your mind and your body so that you can think about what used to trouble you and laugh and smile.
1: <laughs> so yeah. I, could, I could I could think of the trauma, you know, or the thing that's bothering me, or the the thing that's kind of cropped up in in me, and then go meditate, you know. Yeah. And, and and well,
0: and for, actually, it's the opposite. First, you want to do the meditation or the relaxation, and then think of the trauma.
1: Ah, you know, okay.
0: And it will decondition it. If you think Got about it. the trauma, if you think about the trauma first, you you might get traumatized, right? <laughs>
1: right or it'll be a lot harder to meditate right yeah you know you
0: couldn't calm down so you yeah. calm down first and then think about the trauma I you like know, it sometimes I have people like imagine like a like a temperature scale and I'll say that uh, temperature scale is your trauma right now it's an 8 or a 9 now let's watch it let's go down go down to a six and a five and a four now let's do some things to make it go down let's do some deep breathing let's uh, concentrate on one spot and make it watch that spot get smaller and smaller and smaller you know let's you know look at a, a light switch and in your mind imagine turning that light switch off and as that switch goes off you see your anxiety and stress go lower and lower and lower you know I mean, there's all sorts of mental tricks like this that you can do, that will have a direct impact on your physiology in yeah. your body. You know, all that tension and stress and anxiety and fear and anger and hostility, because if you walk around like that, your, your quality of life is gonna suck. Let's <laughs> <laughs> face uh, it. <laughs> and you know, you know,
1: one thing that won't make your quality of life suck becoming a subscriber to our patreon at patreon.com/what's <laughs> <backslash laughs> this dow all about uh, or you could just go to what's this and there's a link right at the top of our page and right now if you subscribe it's just 5.99 a month and you have access to some blog articles we've written and a whole bunch of shows now we have one on strange religions one on two thousand one, a space odyssey. One on the ho a uh, Hawaiian uh, art of like self healing, that yes. Dr. Totten was just talking about, and we got like you know forty minutes on that. Talk about karmic cleansing. A real wild episode on journeys out of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taught we we do a, another one on the politics of experience, the wonderful book by R.D. Lang. Uh, more of our interview with Jane English. Um, a whole hour-long episode, I believe it's an hour, on Escape from Freedom, and yes. com- coming later in June, maybe mid-June, I'm going to post an episode we just recorded on The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. This is all great stuff, and you can hear all of it just for $5.99 uh, subscription. And then also, if you want to get some guided meditations, we've got three guided meditations and an episode we've never released. on. Uh, if you just mm-hmm. donate 35 bucks at uh, through PayPal, which there's a link at whatsthisdow.com.
0: So yeah, and I, I put in guided meditations that will talk people right into those states of, uh, you know, de-stressing, you know, and, you know, employing the, uh, you know, the, the parasympathetic nervous system, you know, where, where they can every day, if they need to, you know, just sit down and listen to the tape and they will automatically de-stress them.
1: And we well, need that.
0: What is it, $35? So you get all three meditations? I mean, and, that,
1: <laughs> and the episode, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the episode. I mean, that alone is worth I don't know how much, you know. That could save your sanity and your health. That's right.
1: So now we're going to move on. Uh, we had an interesting piece of listener mail that came in the other day. And you can always, anybody listening, you can uh, email us. Uh, just uh, there's a contact us page. Uh, thing on our website and uh you can get the email and send it over uh but a guy named clark in nevada writes in and says he's a long-time listener and have submitted questions before recently i run into a conflict when i read the dao de ching in chapter 60 it says give evil nothing to oppose and it will disappear Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if it's a translation i'm using but i'm curious on how this works out in the real world Mm-hmm. How would this work if a Taoist were to live in Nazi Germany or was a black citizen of the Jim Crow South? How are you supposed to not sub- oppose evil? Or am mm-hmm. I taking this too literally? Thank you so much for taking the time to read this. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, a little bit of background. Now, I'm not sure what translation he had, but usually on this show our gold standard is the Jane English um, Jane English and Gia Fang translation translation and in right. chapter 60 it says ruling the country is like cooking a small fish a- approach the universe with Dao, and evil will have no power not that evil is not powerful but its power will not be used to harm others not only will it will it do no harm to others but the sage himself will also be protected they do not hurt each other and their virtue and each one refreshes both. So our translation says things a little bit differently. But Dr. Totten, um, what do you think?
0: You know, I think that one of the things that Taoism always recommends is balance and harmony, right? So if you've got something or someone that is evil, they have broken the balance of harmony of nature, right? Yeah. I, I mean, they're they like sticking out like a sore thumb. Now, unfortunately, throughout human history, you've had dictators, and you know strongmen, and you know evil movements that have mobilized those emotions of negativity that we've been talking about. And by harping on people's negativity, they have mobilized them to do evil things, like hurt themselves and hurt their fellow citizens in this country or in another country around the world because they're responding to not the uh, humanity of others they're making other people different and marginalized and they use slavery and they use prejudice and all sorts of nasty things to uh, attempt to have their own way Mm -hmm. that is not good and so those things that you might say that is evil stuff right yeah (laughs) and so when we see evil, what are we supposed to do? Just accept it? No. Or should we try to make the environment the greater good for all people? Should that be our ideal? I think so. And so the reason, and often the reason that evil can exist and continues is because the famous saying is because good. People did nothing right yeah they just let it happen you know and then after a while the evil is so intense they can't even oppose it anymore think about what happened in you know Hitler's Germany right yeah and w- look how, how many people died <laughs> I mean, millions and millions we know about the six million Jews and you know the gypsies and homosexuals and on and on and on now should, should mankind do nothing <laughs> when confronted with something like that, see, that isn't natural either. You know, it's like if you get a splinter in your finger. Do you just sit there and smile and go, oh, that's nice. No, yeah. <laughs> you're going to pull that sucker out and disinfect it, right? <laughs> Maybe put some medicine on there, you know. And if your finger got chopped, got really cut badly, you might need surgery. You know, it might need a few stitches, right? <laughs> and so, you know, reality says that whatever is happening we have to respond in kind and appropriately remember i always talk about discernment you know what is the appropriate response you know for the greatest good so that the greatest number of people have life and humanity and sustainability and positive outcomes and the least number of people are harmed yeah Uh, i mean that's just based in my mind as a Taoist priest and as and as a psychologist, this is just basic humanity. And once you lose your humanity, <laughs> forget it. You're done. Yeah, yeah. It's over.
1: <laughs> yeah. Then you're capable of anything as, as with what happened yeah. in Nazi Germany.
0: Yeah. Um, see, see, that's the evil. So evil, you know, requires uh, number one, before it even it became evil, we we should have enough discernment to see where things are leading. People should have seen the way Hitler acted and talked, that this was a fool not to be supported. One of our recent presidents, I feel that we should have seen (laughs) the same thing as going, no, this man is narcissistic and sadistic and crazy. Is there any sane person that could possibly support this person? Forget the politics, just look at the character. No, don't support people that are, you know, sadomasochistic and sadistic and evil, because the the results have to be that, you know. So we have to see things as they are, you know. That you, we have to have judgment and discernment, because if we don't have that, we're lost. <laughs> we are completely lost. I think that uh, Clark a little bit. I think.
1: The, where the confusion comes with him is kind of seeing the context of what's being said. Uh-huh. So if you look at it, like the chapter 60 starts off with saying, you know, ruling the country is like cooking a small fish. Approach the universe with Dao and the evil will have no power. Mm-hmm. And so, which is kind of like the translation where he has, this is give, give evil nothing to oppose and it will disappear. So I think the thing is that it's, Kind of, it's it's saying that if you do rule, you know, the country like cooking a small fish, which means you know you're not being overly oppressive or being overly authoritarian. You're being delicate. You're flipping it one side, flipping it the other side, keeping it simple. Um, you're not going to create a situation where a Hitler can flourish. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if I think the thing is like the, r- approaching things with the Tao inoculates from having a Hitler. So it's like... Exactly. Um, so it's like, if America was run on the principles of Dao, we wouldn't have had slavery in the first place, and you wouldn't have had Jim Crow, and these things wouldn't have escalated.
0: Yeah, you we, know? we would not have dominated and destroyed the Native Americans. I mean, it wouldn't have happened, because that was breaking the harmony of nature. It was not looking out for humanity and the greatest good. You know, that was uh, you know, ensuring domination and control and and uh, slavery and, you know, bad things, <laughs> you know, that the Tao would not ever support.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like I see it as a when, you know, when nothing is done, nothing is left undone
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of uh, way, way of seeing things. So I think it's reading that one line out of context makes it seem like doing nothing will stop evil, which is not true. Right. And so but in context Uh, You could see that maybe doing nothing from the beginning, you know, instead of having a Weimar Republic (laughs) for (laughs) Hitler to to rile up against uh, means that you don't you don't have that. So thank you, Clark. Um, And again, it kind of Clark's basic email comes um, from the perspective. Lots of times where we see kind of the original take on lots of Taoist ideas is, oh, just do nothing. And that's not really what it is. You know, um, it's again, as you say, discernment.
0: Yeah, not doing and doing nothing is not necessarily the same. Yeah. <laughs> Hence, what's this Tao all about? So we can kind That's of right. you know, clarify some of these distinctions. And my new book, you know, Tao for Now, I think has taken that even further.
1: Well, yeah, so we're going to, you know, on our next episode we do, we're going to do a whole bunch of chapters of da- the Tao Te Ching just to finish... That portion of the show off So then we can start investigating The Tao <laughs> of Now Dr. Totten's next 81 chapters
0: Yes, the controversial Second book Yes, th- The sequel And you know my I, I've been studying this stuff for over 50 years This is the first time in my life I ever Ever even had the notion Of writing something like that It never crossed my mind Until I realized that we were brought up to the 81st show and I was worried. Wow, what if we run out of material from Lao Tzu? <laughs> and then suddenly, I kind of went into a trance, and for like three weeks, I just kind of downloaded 81 new chapters from the Tao, you know, and and wrote them da- wrote them down, so that you know soon, you know, the book will be available, will be for sale. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can't, can't wait to get to that point. So let's finish it's, it's off today's like, it's show. like the first
0: time in 2,500 years we've had a new chapters to the Tao Te Ching. <laughs> That's incredible. That is. Yes.
1: <laughs> so let's finish off today's episode with Chapter 70 of the Tao Te Ching. Would you like to read it, Dr. Totten?
0: Yeah. My words are easy to understand and easy to perform. Yet no one under heaven knows them or practices them. My words have ancient beginnings. My actions are disciplined. Because men or people do not understand, they have no knowledge of me. Those that know me are few. Those that abuse me are honored. Therefore, the sage wears rough clothing and holds the jewel in their, his heart. <laughs>
1: So what do you make of this one, Dr. Todd?
0: You know, Lao Tzu says my words are easy to understand and perform, yet no one practices them. And you know, if you look around the world at all the spiritual knowledge, isn't that what we see? How many people read the Bible? You know, you know, be good to others, you know, don't steal, you know, you know, on and on and on all the positive attributes that are in the Bible, not to mention the things that directly come from Jesus Christ himself, you know, which are very spiritual and positive and, mm-hmm. you know, forgiveness and, you know, just really good outcomes. But yet, how many people practice that stuff? Mm. How many? How, yeah. How many people... Uh, <laughs>
1: Imagine, you know, we have a uh, country that's, I think, what they say, something like 70% people who are are Christian. Imagine if all those actually lived out Christian values of charity and putting others before them. And
0: imagine what a country we'd have. Yeah, I know. And so the only thing that I can see, like, for example, looking at Christianity, is that a lot of these people are actually practicing anti christianity (laughs) Mm. now people don't like to be told that they're uh, affiliated with the antichrist (laughs) but if you look at their practices they actually are you know they actually are doing things that are anti-christian what would jesus himself say yeah you know jesus was very right? he's very passive you know he kind of let things let things happen you know before him and took the last place and you know used. uh the least amount of resistance. I mean, he, he was very Taoist in many, many respects. Mm-hmm. But yet, a lot of his followers are what? Anything but. Yeah. <laughs> they're dogmatic. They're angry. They're hostile. They, they're prejudiced. They discriminate. You know, they, they support people and laws that are not, uh, uh, you know, g- kind and loving. Uh, uh, now, to me, that is anti-Christ b- behavior.
1: But but Dr. Carl, really, we just want a tax break. You know, that's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I, jo- I kid. But, uh, uh, that's that's I- why I said if you don't have discernment, you really are lost. You you really can make serious mistakes that are not only anti-Christian and anti-Daoist, but in my opinion, anti-life. <laughs> you know, and that's not good. That's not good. Yeah.
1: I like how uh, Lao Tzu here is basically saying, uh, you know, this isn't too hard. You just there's there's just some simple stuff uh, right here, and if you follow it, you know, it's, it's going to have in- incredible benefits. But most people won't do it, you know. Um, and I, I have to think that he has a, he's using a little bit of a wink and a nod when he's yeah. saying my words are easy to understand because uh they're kind of cryptic sometimes and you have to really <laughs> dive deep lots of times to get to what he's getting at you know
0: and he says those who know me are few yeah and those that abuse me are honored <laughs> and, and look in the world don't we see the people who violate these principles of good ethics and good living are frequently honored right they become millionaires and billionaires right <laughs> they become you know Kings and emperors and presidents, right? Mm-hmm. They get all these honors, and yet their behavior is terrible. <laughs> or, or they get
1: a mega church, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I I like that. Those uh, those who abuse me are honored. It sounds like a, a lyric from the singer Morrissey. Those who abuse me are honored. Um, but. You know, but it also speaks to kind of the way that the Taoist is the outsider. You know, um, mm-hmm. the 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 Taoist is the outsider. He's the punk rocker. Uh, the the Taoist is the person who's the nonconformist. The the Taoist who sees everybody walking in one direction goes the other way. You know, um, right. and again, and the, the sage wears rough clothing, but holds <laughs> holds the jewel in the heart. So you yes. know, where many people are gonna follow the guy with the Rolex and the private jet and the people with the money and and all that they miss the guy who's not standing out who's living simply mm-hmm. but has the perfect heart and the perfect soul mm-hmm. and is living in a way that's completely emblematic of uh, the beliefs
0: and i think often that's why lao tzu cautions people to be humble right to not stand out from the crowd you know just to kind of fit in because by fitting in you are able to walk at a slower pace. You don't have to be so busy. You don't have to try to be domineering or controlling or or manipulate other people. You know, you you can take the low road and not make waves, but by so doing, you actually support other people to be able to reach their highest good because you're not oppressing them. Or offending them
1: yeah well dr. Totten I'd like to thank you for joining me on today's show
0: yeah well I think it's very important especially in these days you know where there's so much disharmony happening in the world you know we need to be able to find our center we need to be able to see what is in alignment with nature and what's natural therefore because ultimately the universe is providing all of us with all that we need to be sustained and to have a positive life. And it's only when we personally or collectively or politically or otherwise get out of alignment with that process that we start to see negative outcomes in the world. Nice thing is that it's very natural and remember what Lao Tzu said? My words are easy to understand, right? Mm He said, this is not tough, this is easy. <laughs> we only make it hard when we're trying to, you know, have an advantage or, or be a, a manipulator or a controller or we're doing something for just our side, you know, my side is the best, forget about the rest, you know, America <laughs> first, the rest of the countries, you know, can suffer, you know, or, or what's your name, Ian Rand, right? The power mm. of being selfish, you know, only care about yourself. The rest of the people, you know, let them pull themselves up by their own bootstraps, right? <laughs> right, right. But what kind of world does that lead to? Uh,
1: what one of kind disharmony. of
0: disharmony Yeah, disharmony. And disharmony leads to what? <laughs> conflict. Yeah, conflict. Pain. war, Suffering. War, you know? suffering, violence, hatred, uh, discrimination, slavery, on and on and on and on and on all unnecessary all completely unnecessary you know the bottom line in my mind is unity consciousness aka love (laughs) compassion if that is how you live your life you and planet earth will do well